welcome back to episode 117 of Talking Lead. I am left-hand, even though I'm right-handed. This week, we've got special guest star Hank Strange joining us from Florida. In the house. Do you want people to know you're in Florida? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm one of the few people that's not ashamed of being from Florida. I'm not from Florida, but I live here. You're one of those people who went down there and retired, right? Yes, basically. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so Hank Strange, he's been on our show before, and you guys are very familiar. Leadheads are very familiar with Hank Strange. Uh, his YouTube channel, uh, sometimes called the Hank Strange Situation, which yes. uh, you do all kinds of different gun-related fun stuff on your YouTube channel. Absolutely. Hank, what did you do with guns this week that was new and exciting? Um. Every time I pull the trigger, it's exciting to me. So <laughs> Maybe not new, but it's exciting, right? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Did, did, so, did you shoot any videos this week? Yes, I did shoot some videos this week. And uh, pretty much we shoot a video once every couple of days. We're shooting some kind of video. I did a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff this week, actually, to be honest with you. Just because I'm also I'm into guns, but the channel's about my lifestyle. One of the things I'm into is... Mm-hmm. making videos. So sometimes that's we show your, people. How we, that's your tagline, right? Lifestyles of the. Locked and looted. The, Lifestyles. The of, yeah. You got to say it with a movie voice. Come on. Lifestyles of the locked and loaded. That's your movie voice. Is that not a good movie voice? In a world <laughs> where there are uh, not enough guns and not enough bullets. One <laughs> not hand. enough hands. <laughs> Yeah, he can't doesn't carry. Matter, all doesn't matter if you got the left hand, the right hand, the center hand, whatever it is. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> with Joe, my Mo. nickname, my nickname, left hand with Charlie. Oh, Charlie! It wasn't Joe, right? It was Charlie. It was Charlie. Yeah, Charlie yeah. Um, asked me how I came up with the name left hand. I said, "Well, every time somebody asked me that, I come up with a different story." And he just on the spot, oh, he came man. up with. He said, "Well, I figured it was probably due to the old spaghetti westerns." I can't remember which one it was he was talking about, but there was something, the Diablo or something, and there was a guy uh, with the name Shall left Shall I read hand. some left-handed facts? That'll be cool. Some I'll left-handed facts? Yeah, <laughs> facts about left-handed, <laughs> which you're not anyway, so I don't know. If which I'm not, so it doesn't even apply to me. But there's like a whole day dedicated to like people who are left-handed. It was a few weeks ago, last month. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It was like left-hand day. I was like, yeah, we have too do many I qualify? Days. Yeah, there's too many days. That's something I'm against. I'm against all the days. There's too many days. Yeah, the other day it was like dog day, you know, it's secretary oh, day. So so all the like special days, everybody's got to have a special day. That's what yeah. you're opposed to. Yeah, I'm tired of that. Well, it's it's just a scheme by the um, the card-making companies so they can sell more greeting cards, yes. more Hallmark cards. We are always being manipulated. Yeah, that's, that's how Valentine's Day got started was it was a, a scheme by Hallmark, the card-making companies, greeting card companies, to sell more cards. Yeah, I'm totally against Valentine's Day. I'm against Valentine's Day. I'm against Lola's birthday. I'm for my birthday, though. <laughs> You're against Lola. I hope she doesn't listen to the show because <laughs> I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> You're in trouble, brother. <laughs> No, yeah. we know that's not true. You love the Lola. Yeah, I do. I do. Would not be able to do this without Lola Strange. 
you know. Fortunately, what's more important actually with Lola is that she loves me. You know, it doesn't really, <laughs> doesn't really matter how much, you know, how much I love her. It really, it matters more that she loves me. Otherwise, I would not be able to do this, man, because she actually knows how many shoes she's not been able to buy because of my, my uh, me buying guns. So, <laughs> you know. So, so she gets, when you get guns, she gets shoes. Is that how that works? Yeah, that's how she wishes it worked. <laughs> so speaking of guns, you and I have a, a very good friend in common, Chad Enos. The, yes, the Chad Meister. The Chad Meister. Have you received your this yet? My my what? I can't. Uh, are you point? Are you showing me something? <laughs> I am. I'm this is a something. podcast, man. <laughs> it is. Because I, I have no clue. I can't even see. All right. It. So what I'm holding up is the new Caltech Sub 2000 Gen 2. Oh, oh yes. I know. I know you like that. I'm not even going to ask you if you like it. You know, I, I, first, I haven't. I haven't even shot it yet. I did shoot it at Shot Show, but I've not taken this one out yet. Oh, you haven't. Okay, but I know you are a Sub 2000 guy. I'm a freak. Yeah, you have more than one sub two thousand, right? I do. Yeah, exactly. I do. I do. I do. So tell me, how much do you? Obviously, you haven't shot that one, so you you can't speak from the point of view of having pulled the trigger. Well, no, you have shot it. I have shot not this particular one, but I have shot the Gen Two. We did it at Shot Show, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I thought it was great. And you know, compared to the old one, as far as how it shoots, it mm-hmm. seemed to be quieter. Also, okay. It had. It seemed to have a, a a more distinctive sound. It had a completely different sound, and I don't know Are if maybe that was because. <laughs> well, that could be it too, or it could be you know where we were shooting at the range that we were shooting at might have yeah. had a different uh, acoustic effect to it. But uh, I'm going to take this out and see if it's if if it's the same as the other one. But right. it was really really quiet, man. It was just like we, we call it poof. It sounded like a poof. It was poofty. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the awesome thing is the barrel's threaded, you know, um, so -hmm. you can put a suppressor on there. I actually had a chance, before they announced it, I had a chance to um, manhandle, I guess that's a good way to put it, (laughs) the prototype. And, um, yeah, I pretty much uh, went in my pants, you know, when when I handled the prototype. And because I think they really address, I don't, I'm not going to say all of the, the uh, requests that we had as owners and the things we wanted mm-hmm. from the sub 2000, but I think they address most of them. But you so. know what? I'm so glad they didn't do mm-hmm. is I'm glad that they didn't make it a, a take apart because they were going to make it a two piece to where instead of it just folding down and breaking down. Oh, okay. Like a takedown, you mean? They were going to make it a, basically, you just screw it in half or something like that or pop out the top and then you have two separate pieces. Yeah. And I was so against that. Yeah. I like the, I like the whole, it is, yeah. The whole appeal of this gun is that it just folds back, locks in place, and you can pop it in your um, backpack or underneath your seat or the back seat or whatever. And it's, you know, it's ready to, to go and just with a, a click of the, the little trigger guard. Right. You know, I, hear, the, I hear you playing with it in the background, so I'm gonna I don't have mine. Mine's actually in the house right now. Okay. I'm, the house. I'm in my yeah. little cottage that Lola yeah. sends me to. I have been talking about it uh, for the last yeah, ever since Shot Show really. And it finally came in and I've just been tickled to death with it. Well, I can't there, put it down. Is there something that you wish they would have put on it? Well, let's talk about what they've done to it real quick. Okay. So you mentioned they threaded the barrel. 
which which was nice. Uh, they also put on an AR style front post sight. Yeah. Adjustable. Yeah, adjustable. Um, and it's metal. It's not that cheap plastic that they had. Right. Uh, which is really nice. And it's uh, it's, um, it's both windage adjustable and uh, elevation adjustable. Right. Which is nice. Um, then you go down to the handguard, mm-hmm. and they've added rails to it. They, it seems to be a, a heavier-duty uh, polymer, more heavy-duty polymer as well. Yeah, I think they changed the formula on the polymer. Now, I know some people are kind of disappointed that they didn't make that Picatinny rail aluminum or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is tough. I don't really – I guess you could melt this. <laughs> if you're going to melt it, man, you're probably going to spend more money on ammo than the gun costs. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't think – that, But I don't, I don't think that's going to happen under normal circumstances. So it's, I don't think it's that bad. No, unless you're just going to go and just take – Magazine after magazine after magazine and dump, you know, two or 300 rounds consistently through it. I don't think you're going to have any problems with this handguard. And Hank, I've lost you. So we've lost Hank. So I'm going to go on and I'm going to continue featuring this and wait till he joins us back. Um, so the handguard's a heavier, dutier, heavier, dutier polymer. The breakdown, the takedown is still the same. You pull the trigger up and then it folds back and then it locks into place. Now, the lock is different. Um, the release that you had before is is different. This one's more uh, ergonomical with the thumb and forefinger where it's just a, a quick pull back and then it, it releases and then you lock it back into place. So I really like that feature on it also. Uh, they've changed the grip. So if you guys who have owned the Sub-2000s before uh, recall, you would get Hello. that split are you back Marty. with us? Are you back with us? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I lost you. I have no clue what happened. Yeah, well, you just you just completely got dropped. But yeah. so my internet, my internet is countrified, just so that, you know, <laughs> I know you're going to have to. You're in the backwoods of Florida. You're in a swampy part of Florida, right? Yeah, I'm in the boonies. You're in the boonies. So I'm, yeah. I'm down to the, the grip now. What I was talking about, I was telling mm-hmm. our listeners about the grip, about this new polymer that they've got. Um, mm-hmm. If they recall, if any of them owned the sub two thousand before, it was real bad about splitting down there in the grip. It oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Hated that, but this they've solved that problem with this heavier duty polymer, um, and it feels better. You know, just feels better in the hand. I think they've contoured it a little bit more. So yeah, it seems like they might have a little for the your um, palm. Yeah. It seems to fit better in the well, palm. Even, even along the handguard, if you notice, the handguard is contoured so that you can just really fit your hand in there nice and neatly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you can always put something under there, but I think it just, like, my hand just goes right in there. It feels comfortable. I don't really feel like I need that much with the Sub 2000. I have, like, one thing that I wish they either made or some, uh, an accessory that they made or someone else made. But uh-huh. And what what's that? What are you missing on your Subby? I would like, you know, you were talking about folding it, and I would like, if you've got an optic on top of it, red dot or something, you fold it, I would like a swing-out optic mount. Something where I could swing that optic mount out, fold it, close it, and then it clicks into something so it's still, like, nothing's moving around, and then I could put it in a bag or whatever it was I wanted to store it in. You mean like a quick release, quick detach, something like that? Yeah, something that's maybe it sits on there and then you can flip, like you know, so you can uh, quick detach it and crank it down. But then if you want to fold it, you just crank it open, flip it off so you can fold the gun in. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and then well, they, they make, get- they make, they make that you, they make quick detach, um, sites um, with just a, with just a little lever. You can just flip it with your thumb, pull it off. And you're mm-hmm. good to go. You don't have all the screws and stuff. Now the one I've got on here right now, I've got one of my old Trujicons R1s on here right now. Yeah. Um, no, but that's, that comes off the gun altogether. I, I'm thinking of something that would still stay on the gun, but get out of the way of the folding. Okay. Well, they do make those too, the flip to the sides. Yeah. Yeah. They make those also where, where your base stays on, but then it's got a little, uh, a little release that'll let you flip it to the side like those magnifiers. Oh, cool. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. That's something I need to uh, find out about, man. Look up. Yeah. But then Redline Precision has their, have you seen their hand guards? Oh, they've got some really cool stuff. I, now, are you talking about stuff for the new Sub 2000? Because I haven't seen that. I've seen their stuff for the Gen 1. Well, the Gen 1, and that's how they solve that problem with the Gen 1, is mm-hmm. their hand guard has that, that little barrel nut on it, and you loosen it up, and then the whole the whole hand guard will twist. So if you've got a, a, a sight mounted up top, you just loosen that nut up, and then you flip it over to the left or to the right, and then you can completely close the the uh, right. sub 2000. I, yeah. I would think that it would fit on this one too, because they haven't changed any of the dimensions or, you know, the barrel or anything like that. That's all still the same. It's basically, right. they've just given it some new, you know, new furniture. Um, yeah. From what I understand, the internals and everything are still the same. Yeah. I haven't had any chance to look into accessories. I'm sure there's um, some accessories that are coming out or will yeah, be my soon. Other two, my other two sub 2000s, I put that red line precision handguard on them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this like one, that? I love it. Okay. I love it. Um, this one, because they've, they've gone ahead and they've added the rails to it, which was a nice feature. You know, they did have that, that uh, handguard for the Gen 1 that had rails on it that you could change out. Mm-hmm. But, again, you ran into that problem of folding it, you know, yeah. because that, that top rail would get in the way. Well, the way they've designed this one, uh, you just take your side off and you can still fold it and that rail doesn't get in the way. Uh, or you can add side rails because uh, they've got the slots here to where you can put side rails on here if you want to. Uh, but it comes standard with an upper and a lower Picatinny rail. So you can put hand guards, you can put your sights. And then if you wanted to mount lights, then you could just get those Magpul um, little slots, rail slots. Yeah. I think it's uh, it's M-Lock, right? Uh, yeah, it is M-Lock. Yeah, it's M-Lock. Yeah. 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 That's one of the good, you know, I, I think they did a good job with this one, man. Um, yeah, I think then, they got some other engineers in there from what I heard. You know, usually the stuff is uh, designed by Kelgren, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's some young guys, some young engineers in there that come up with their ideas, and yeah. I'm glad they're listening to those guys. Well, they listen to their their audience, you know, their buyers, their customers, and they put the adjustable buttstock, which is probably the, the, the biggest single most – you know, biggest improvement to this thing that I think they could have done is they made it made it an adjustable buttstock. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at you know maybe an inch and a half um, length, but that's that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Depending yeah. on you know, I mean, it makes it a little bit more comfortable for you. I think they did well all the way around. The buttstock also has a little it has um it's contoured as well, so mm-hmm. it fits in your shoulder a little it's bit. More better. aggressive. They put a little more aggressive uh, uh, butt gripping on there. Uh, they they changed the a sling adapter slot instead of it being on top it's now on the front side there and mm-hmm. then they also put a little hook if you want to go single point sling then you can just hook your single point right there and run a single point from it yeah or you could yeah. use that to hang it up with if you want to <laughs> right 
Right. So how's the availability in your neck of the woods? I have no idea. I haven't, you know? I haven't looked for them. They just, they sent me this okay. one and mm-hmm. I'm pleased as punch. So <laughs> you know, you're like, I don't care about other people. Yeah, but, man, I gotta be honest with you and I need to do this. I need to get out. I haven't been to the gun stores in forever. Really? Okay. Yeah. I just did a gun store tour today. I used to go out, you know, at least twice a month just to go do the circuit, see what all's mm-hmm. out there, you know, check prices, keep current on prices. I just haven't had time to do that lately, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh, so I understand. I mean, that's my goal. I haven't had to do it. I haven't had a chance to do it in a while. I did do it today. I went out to uh, one of my favorite spots. Can I give a plug? Absolutely. Yeah. Lawful Defense in Gainesville. It's one of my favorite places to go look at guns, buy guns. A lot of times I just go in there and look at guns and ask them a lot of questions, but they're, they're cool with that. It's called Lawful Defense? Yeah, Lawful. It's two separate words, Lawful Defense. All right. So, ladies, if any of you are out in Gainesville, tell them Hank Strain sent you. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. People are always shocked when they, you know, when they see me in a store or at the range or something in Gainesville. Uh-huh. They're like, you, do you live in Florida? Yes. You know, and they're shocked that I live in the Gainesville area. So The thing about you is you stay consistent with that mohawk and you're easy to spot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, me, my hair, it might be 12 inches in a ponytail, you know, for, yeah, for a while. You have the man going, going on, don't lie. And then I'll have a buzz cut, you know, the next time somebody <laughs> sees me. And, you know, I might have a goatee, I might have a full beard, might be cleanly shaven, you know. Have you ever thought about doing a consistent look, man? About who? About doing a one, like getting one look, you know, and just sticking with that, or that would just bore you way too much. Absolutely, I, I variety is the spice of life, man. I have to switch it up, change it up. Okay, I like to I like to keep people guessing, keep them on their toes. <laughs> <laughs> be able to go. See, yeah, that, that, that helps. I put on a hat, and no one recognizes me. That helps with the other stuff that I do too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I could go up to the same person, and you know, I could, I could go like if somebody saw me today. I mean, I've got the full beard, I've got mm-hmm. my hair, you know, a little bit longer, slick back. Right. And I could go, I could completely shave, and you know, I could put a hat on, or I could part my hair a different way, and that same person that I just met and probably spent you know ten minutes talking to wouldn't recognize me. Yeah. Well, here's what I do to go incognito. I'm like Superman, except I put a hat on. So if I put on a baseball cap <laughs> and there's no mohawk, no one recognizes me. There you go. That's your Clark Kent, right? Yeah. Even Lola doesn't know who. She's like, who, who the hell is that? Who's that guy? Yeah. But she'll kiss me anyway, which just bothers me. Well, there you go. That's weird. Except not on her birthday. She like the mohawk. She hates the mohawk? Yeah, she hates the mohawk. How long have you been rocking that mohawk? Probably, I'm going to say maybe a year and a half or something. That's all? Yeah. I've known you longer than that. Yeah. I think we've known each other maybe two years at least. And you had the mohawk ever since I've known you. Really? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I just had a big head. (laughs) Is that what it was? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, man. Ever since I've known you is the mohawk. That's that's how I remembered you to begin with. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. You must know Remember, Pat, the Mohawk has somehow magically hypnotized people. Because if you go look at the videos, you'll see me with a baldy. Oh, I've got to do that. I've got to go look at older videos. Yeah. You see, I did not always have the Mohawk. I think okay. I did the mo- I went to the first SHOT Show for 2014. So before I went to SHOT Show, I said, you know what? I'm going to grow a Mohawk. Because I can't grow a beard. Oh, yeah? Is it like splotchy? Yeah. 
I'm beard intolerant or something like that. I'm not capable for some reason. Have um, you ever given it like a full like month or two months try? Yeah, man. I don't grow a lot of body hair for some reason. Well, I, I envy you. I hate body hair. Yeah. Personally. You know, that's what they say, right? The grass is always greener. I wish I could be all tactical or look like pasta or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know all these tactical dudes well i was actually tired of uh, I, I said you know what i don't want to go to any gun shows and see any more gun guys with their awesome uh beards i have friends that would just send me pictures of how they're bald, their bald heads and their beards yeah man it was it was really annoying <laughs> so i was like you know yeah, what that's what i liked about my long hair too is like nobody else had long hair and i stood out you know with the long hair so that's why that's another reason i'm growing it back but i am going to donate it again Yes, I remember you did that, and you tried to get me to donate the mohawk, which Lola <laughs> would go for. <laughs> Lola was like, right on. <laughs> yes, yeah, let's do it. Let's donate it. So, you know what? I figured I'm getting older. I don't know how much longer hair is going to still keep growing on my head. Well, that's what I, you know, that's my outlook on it is I'm going to grow up for as long as I can until I can't, and then right. I'll just call it quits when that day so comes. So even when it goes gray, you'll still keep going, right? You'll, you won't, will you dye it? We'll have to see. Now, you know, I'm in my mid-40s now, and, you know, I've still got a nice, thick, black head of hair. I've got some, you know, I've got... Allegedly, allegedly. You look at my beard, you know, and I've got gray uh, on the front part of my beard. Mm -hmm. So it's going to hit my hair someday. It's coming. Yeah. But my dad didn't get gray hair probably until he was... Don't dye it, man. I think it's like... Oh, I'm never going to dye it. No, I will not dye my hair. That's what I'm saying now. Unless it's Halloween. I'll dye Unless my hair for Halloween. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to dye the mohawk. I don't know. People people were probably not even interested in this, but I wanted to dye the mohawk for Shot Show. What color? I don't know. Something crazy red, blue. I don't know. No, you need to go like just white. You need to just <laughs> Oh, white. yeah. yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, man. I would so, look like a villain. Um, I would look like a Samuel Jackson character. <laughs> Yeah, you're like somebody out of kick-ass. Yeah. <laughs> that would be cool. Speaking of SHOT Show, are you going to SHOT Show this year? Yes, next year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, the one coming up in 2016, January. Um, mm-hmm. So what's your expectations for SHOT Show this year? Oh, I don't know, man. I just hope that, um, you know, God, we're coming out with some, uh, I don't know how to put this, but we are pushing the boundaries of gun design and engineering. That's what I hope. Yeah. I'm look I'm looking for somebody to to go beyond our boundaries and just take it yeah. Take it to the next level, man. Yeah. Because the AR like ARs. I'm an AR fan. I do like ARs. I'm a fan of the AR. I just think I that ARs. it's um and I and I hear from from uh my audience out there, I don't know if you hear the same thing from your audience that they're kind of burnt out on ARs. They're bummed out. They're burned out. Burnt, They're burned, burned out. out. Yeah, it's just, okay. yeah, it's like, um, you know, it's just too many ARs out there. So, Well, here's the thing I like about the AR is the modularity of it and the fact that I can buy part here, buy a piece there, buy right. one over here, and then I can take all that and I can make it exactly the way what that I want. want it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't have to go and buy a, a factory-built, you know, Colt or – you know, whoever it may be, even though, yeah. you know, there's, there's certain things that I like from each manufacturer. And the great thing about mm-hmm. the AR platform is I can take the best of everything, what I consider the best, and right. I, I can pull it all together into one 
I call them Frankenstein, a Frankenstein build, and boom. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then you know, next week, if I decide that I don't like that handguard, bam, you know, you change it up, kick it off, and change it up, put something else on there, or um, the caliber variety that you get in ARs, right? Just by just by popping the top, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can go from a from a twenty two to a two two three five five six to a three hundred blackout to a six point eight to uh, you know um, Sig now has the one that you can even go up to seven six two by three nine. Yeah. It's just changing the barrel and the bolt out, and that's all you got to do with it. Yeah, that's what I like. And everything the lower, mm-hmm. the lower everything else is is compatible. So you just Absolutely. pop it. Pop the top, change the bolt, change the barrel, and now you're shooting seven sixty with three nine. Right, that's what I like about so the, the AR. Also, we like we just built a uh, AR pistol, and that's what I've got. That's what I'm playing around with while we're talking, and that's well, we'll what turn I like. Video back on. Turn video back on. Let me see it. Okay, let's see. Put the video. Let's. We we shall risk our connection so I can see gun porn. There you go. Can you see that? I don't know how. My lighting situation is... Your lighting sucks. <laughs> have, hold on. Let's see here. i got to find a light switch. There we go. All right, so so walk me through your build here. Tell me all the parts and pieces okay. you've got. Um, I like going in themes, so this is a Spikes Tactical-themed build. Mookie! On this, on this pistol, exactly. So the upper is all... Spike tactical parts for the most part. I do have a fail zero bolt in there. Okay. So um, I've never run one, but I've heard about them. I wanted to uh, try it out. I guess they've been out for a while. So they have. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's in the upper. Is and that then the nickel boron fail zero. Yes. Okay. So, you know, you don't have to lube it up or whatever. So that's, uh, I'm going to see how that actually works. In theory. Yeah. I was going to say in theory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly. So you got a spikes tactical handguard. Yes, Spikes Tactical, M-Lock, Handguard, very lightweight. Don't ask me what the name of it is right now because I will not remember that. Okay. But uh, it's a very short battle, man. I mean, I think I'm looking at uh, probably... It's like a 7-inch, 7.5-inch? Yeah, it's it's about a 7.5-inch barrel, and it has... Now, you've got a very aggressive muzzle brake on that. What is that muzzle brake? That's the Barking Spider from Spikes. Barking. (laughs) Yeah. The Barking Spider. Yeah, which is supposed to help you when you go, you know, when you have a short barrel like this, mm-hmm. you know. Helps mitigate the recoil. Yeah, the recoil and the, you know, creates back pressure and all that stuff, I guess. Yeah. You know. Um, now, yours is just a uh, uh, gas-driven, right? It's not piston? Yeah. Yeah, this is DI, direct impingement. Okay. Set up, so that's what what's on trigger? there. What trigger you got? Now, I have an Elftman tactical. Yes. Love them. Match grade. It is freaking awesome. Can't wait to actually get I haven't shot this yet, so I'll probably do that tomorrow. You know what? You've actually did you shoot I have shot the Elfman triggers. Okay, I thought I I thought I gave you one of our rifles that had it in it and you shot it one time. Did I? I think so, yes. I think so. They they make yeah. great triggers. Their triggers are also in the uh bullpup um uh, uh what is it? M seventeen S from KM Arms. Mm-hmm. Which is a really sweet, but it's to me one of the best bullpups out there yeah. because of the trigger. It comes with an Elftman trigger in it. Nice, you know. So it's an all uh, all metal bullpup, mostly mm-hmm. aluminum and stuff like that. So yeah, so it's got an Elftman trigger in there. I also um, on this I've got. You ever heard of the Teal Blue Bravo PDQ? 
It's a lot of words. But <laughs> basically what it is, it's a device here on on the catch. So when you rack it, you can actually, you don't have to, I can rack it and with my finger, push this uh-huh. up and it'll hold the bolt back. Okay, so it's a bolt uh, catch. Yeah, it's a bolt catch, but it's on the right-hand side of the gun, so I can use my trigger finger to, to push it up and hold it or release it. Sorry for that really loud noise. Kind of like a BAD lever. Yeah, so I've got one of those built in there. You, well, The thing about that is you do have to cut your lower. So actually, this particular lower, I got it cut by the guy who invented it, which was really cool. But anyone so what do can, you mean you have to cut your lower? What do you mean you by that? To, uh, drill, you have to uh, mill in a slot across the lower for the device. Okay. So you're not actually taking any off the surface. You're just drilling a hole for it to fit you're in. just drilling like a slot. There's a channel that you just measure, and you put a channel in there mm-hmm. you know, um, to do it. So, But it functions basically like a BAD lever. Uh, somewhat, yes, except okay. you don't have that thing coming up, hooking all the up. way wrapping around. Yeah, it's really neat. I mean, I don't know. I don't think you could see it on here, but it's, no, uh, I get the idea. And that's why you got to you got to mill it. That way you don't have to go all the way around. You just yeah, go. so it's more integrated, you know, with the with the bad lever, I get, you don't have to do that. But then it kind of sticks out and gets in the way and sometimes doesn't yeah. work. properly. something this, else that you can hang up on. Yeah, but this works great. And it's really low profile. Uh, I'm a fan of that. I think I would put that on. Uh, and what's the name of that again? Say that name again. It's from Teal Blue Bravo, and it's called the PDQ. Okay, awesome. So, and yeah, what did, what's your upper and lower? Are those both spikes also? Yeah, it's all spikes. My lower is actually the spikes Jolly Roger because, see, I'm a pirate. I don't know if you know that, but I'm, I actually am a pirate. I'm a pirate by blood and practice. You know, like everybody wants to be a pirate, but I'm yeah. actually. And what justifies that? Uh, what, 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 what justifies you being a pirate? Uh, I come from a long line of pirates. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not they, Blackbeard because you can't grow a beard. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm from the Caribbean, but that doesn't. That's not what makes me a pirate. I mean, that's really where my blood. You do have where, that exotic Caribbean look to you. What? What the Mohawk? You do. <laughs> no, just your your features. You have you have. Oh, a, I don't. I don't look like I'm from the Caribbean. You don't I, look like you're I, from I, Ohio. Yeah. Huh? You don't look like you're from Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am. I am actually from the Caribbean, and uh, there's a long tradition of piracy. Of piracy in the Strange family. Yes, amongst my people. So, like I said, man, blood and practice. Now, is your logo, is that the family heirloom um, pirate flag logo? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. But, you know, we, we, you know, but we're all pretty much pirates, trust me. I got you. I got you. Well, that's yeah. a nice looking build you got there, man. I like yeah, that. Man, I, I'm really happy with it. You know, I've got a bunch of Magpul furniture stuff on there too. Yeah. So I need to get with Mookie and see if I can't get some spike stuff. Cause I love, I mean, they're, they're one of my original loves. That's what really got me into ARs was spikes tactical. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, man. I mean, I, you know, you've probably hear this kind of stuff all the time. I, I talk to people about companies that make ARs all the time. And there's some good companies out there. You always hear good stuff about them. And some companies you hear bad things about. Spikes, I've never heard anything. I've never experienced anything bad, never heard anything bad from people. You know, so I'm not saying they're 100%, but they're pretty close. Only only bad thing I ever heard about them was they were in such high demand at one point that they couldn't keep up with the demand and getting an order. for. And it may still be that way now. It's just it takes time. you got to have patience. Yeah. Um, they just came out with a new, I think we were talking about that off air, but they just came out with a new rifle. Oh, yeah? 
Yeah, it's called the Crusader. Oh yeah, which is perfect for a pirate. Awesome. Yeah, it's actually Mookie's <laughs> idea. Yeah, it's really cool. So tell us about um, the Crusader that Spikes has come out with because this is really cool. Yeah, very nice. Uh, it's a you know, I think Mookie, uh, the way he explains it is he wanted to create a, something a, an AR rifle that seemed like a top of the line rifle but wasn't very expensive. Mm-hmm. So they've got some really cool Spikes tactical parts in there. We have a video where we show them putting it together. And then um, he also, I guess his uh, his mission plan here with this with this rifle was to make a rifle that the jihadists would not want to pick up, or if they picked it up, they would get struck down with lightning. Or yeah. So what? So so tell us what he did. So what he did was they had inscribed the inscribed on this rifle is uh, some. Uh, 144 one blessed be the lord my rock who trains my hands for war my fingers for battle so that's like holy water is to a vampire is that saying is to a jihadist so they would just if they try to pick that up in battle they would just burst into flames yeah supposedly (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i mean my thing is uh i don't know first of all these jihadists would have to be literate you know then they'd have to be able to read english they have to be able to read English. Well, maybe he does uh, different uh, puts it in different languages as well. Yeah, but I think it's a great idea, man. I think uh, I, I really like Mookie. I think he's a great guy, funny. Comes yeah, up he with- is. He's got great ideas too. But you know, he's he comes from that background where he's been there, seen it, done it, mm-hmm. and uh, he brings a he brings a lot to a company like Spikes Tactical. Um, right. Well, well, what I what, what I like about him is I don't think he takes himself too seriously, right? You know, well, he's obviously he's a serious guy, but he yeah. has fun with it. He's like he's like us. You know, there's a time to be serious, but there's also a time you know to have fun. Exactly. And, and he he knows how to balance it. He does a very good job doing that. Yeah. And and the Conqueror is that is that rifle available they now? Called the Tactical Crusader rifle. The Tactical Crusader rifle. Yeah. Okay. Check it out. I think it's a great looking rifle. It's um. You know, it's got a shorter barrel. I think it's like 14 and a half or something, and then they have the muzzle pinned on there. Right. You know, and they've got a lot of cool things in there. Like Spikes has their own uh, grip. Mm-hmm. Has, uh, some Spikes uh, Spikes pattern. I didn't know Spikes had a grip. What's their – is it just a hard polymer kind of grip, or is it more like an ergo kind of grip? Um, it's a, I think it's somewhere in between. Okay. So I don't actually have it in the hand. Now, from what I remember, it's in the middle of that. Yeah. You know, it's not the super hard or not the one of those super soft ones either. Ergo grips are my favorite. I love ergo grips. Okay. Yeah. So I like the I like the grip to be squishy. I don't know about you. I don't like those real hard right. plastic. No, I hate them. That's why I go with ergo because they're kind of squishy. Yeah. I said they're real soft for my manly hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, pa- I want to pamper my hands. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's. Uh, see, I I don't have one with me. I did. Um, handle it and everything we i've never shot one it looks great yeah i would so love they, to get they go to spikes website and check that out then yeah we did go to the factory and we have some video of them making it and we show some behind the scenes stuff some of the cool vehicles they have over there at spikes like they have a gurkha oh yeah um, it is yeah uh it's like one of the, like a huge mrap type deal armored mm-hmm. vehicle it's, I, I know mookie was posting some pictures of uh the owner's a personal vehicle collection. He has some yeah. really nice stuff. Oh man, he's got some awesome toys. He's got like police chase boats. <laughs> oh you my know, gosh! Awesome. One of the most awesome sand rails I've ever seen in my life. 
Wow. Yeah, they've got some cool vehicles over there at Spikes. Now, they're in Florida, too, aren't they? Yeah, they're in Apopka. Okay, yeah. So you're down there in hotbed of Caltech and Spikes, and who else is down there? Oh, man, there are a lot of companies. I'm trying to – now you put me on the spot. I'm not going to remember anything, but there are a lot of gun companies here. I think Adams I think Adams Arms is here. Yeah. Or companies that make uh, accessories and all that kind of stuff. There even mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it. There's a place in Gainesville that makes um, the armor plating, body armor, and things like that. You know, there's a lot of those. Yeah. I'm not good with names in case you That's don't know. That's not where AR500 is, is it? No, no. It's AR500 armor? Okay. No, it's a different company. The people that make the dragon armor? Is that where they're out of? No, not them either. I I, I saw it. I saw it today. Let me see if I if I took a picture on my phone that I'll have something on there. I did see them today. But um I guess yeah, there are I, I think there should be more companies in Florida, but um okay, what this thing says is but I can't that doesn't tell me what the name of the company is. <laughs> What's it called? It's it's DK. So I could DK? probably look, I could probably look that up right now. It might be DKX Body Armor. Let me see. No, that no. There's there's like too many companies, man. There's a lot of them out there, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of companies to remember out there. But yes, Florida does have some uh, some cool gun companies here. So yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, so let's get into our Jack Wagon of the Week. Gunny, yeah. introduce us. Hey, Ralph, Semper do or die, hold them high at 8th and I. It is time for the Talking Lead Jack Wagon of the Week, so brace yourself, baby. All right, guys, so this week I made a post on uh, Facebook earlier in the week, and today's Wednesday, just so to just give you guys a reference point, kind of kind of midweek uh, when we're recording this. It's uh, September the 2nd. Um, there was a news article about, was it the Coalition for Gun Control? What group was that? Coalition to Stop Gun Violence. Mm-hmm. So what these guys are doing is, is they're causing a lot of trouble and they're putting a lot of people's lives at risk is what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing what's called swatting. You know what swatting is, Hank? Um, no. S-W-A-T-T-I-N-G. Oh, is that uh, basically what you call up the cops on you? Okay. Is yeah, for no reason, you know, people will call cops out, you know, on somebody. So what they're doing is they're encouraging their followers, their boneheaded followers, that if they see somebody out in public uh, carrying, you know, if, if it's illegal to to openly carry, or if they even see them conceal carrying and they notice that they've got the gun, they're encouraging them to call the police and uh, tell the police that they feel like their lives are in danger, no matter okay. what the no matter what the situation is. Mm-hmm just to get the cops out there and to harass and aggravate law-abiding citizens. Okay. So not not a, no, very stupid, very stupid. Like I said, the way that police officers are nowadays, they're, they're on edge enough. Um, uh, There's been at least four more police killings or three more uh, that I've heard about this week. Uh, Just where people, just where people are going up and they're just executing police officers at I'm not going to say at random, but this one guy was at um, a gas station, you know, filling up his car, and some dude came up and shot him like 15 times. Right. I think everybody's heard about that. That was the one in Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. But what they're doing, they're saying, if you see someone carrying a firearm in public, and this is a quote, openly or concealed, and have any doubts about their intent, which, how are they going to know what their intent is? So, of course, they're going to have doubts. Call 911 immediately and ask police to come to the scene. The group on its 
the group wrote on its widely followed Facebook page, never put your safety or the safety of your loved ones at the mercy of weak gun laws that arm individuals in public with little or no criminal or mental health screening. Mm -hmm. That's bullshit. (laughs) That is what that is. Yeah, 100% cojones grade bullshit. Exactly. So what needs to happen is that if these people are doing this, they're actually doing this, then they should be arrested for, I don't know what it's called, I'm not an attorney, but basically false alarm. Yeah, it's like shouting fire in a movie theater. Right, putting other people's lives in danger, uh, but at the same time, you're tying up um, our public officials for duties that they need to be doing elsewhere that are serious, you know, serious matters. By them going to a law-abiding citizen uh, because you called the police uh, just because you saw a gun, you know, they might miss a call or be late to a call that actually saved someone's life from a traffic at a traffic accident or at a fire or, you know, God forbid, at a real a real um, situation situation that's involving a firearm. Exactly. Yeah, you know, I agree with you on that. I think this also goes back to a theory that I have that everything is a weapon. I really think that everything is a weapon. So when we're trying to do something about weapons, it's kind of crazy because everything is a weapon. And these guys are using this as a weapon, you know, they're, and exactly. they're people using this as a weapon. And people are going to, I think people have already been hurt. People are going to continue to be hurt. You know, I think I heard something in the news about someone doing something like, calling in a false report. I don't know if it was necessarily swatting, but calling in a false report, uh, you know, and there was a cop involved. That's basically what, that's basically what swatting is. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then I also know some people that that have happened to believe it or not, where, you know, someone called up the police and not on them and the police showed up at their house and all this kind of stuff. And, And I think that's a weapon. I think it's a way that you can hurt people. You can, you can, it can go all the way to someone getting killed or multiple people getting killed. Yeah, and, and maybe not, you know, by calling the police and the police getting, you know, I don't know, let's say itchy tr- trigger finger and killing these people, but by tying up the resources and someone who actually needs the police service um, that dies from that because these people are so ignorant, so ignorant and so blind, you know, for their cause mm-hmm. that, they would, that they would do that, that, you know, that they would call just, just to call, just because you see a firearm. Just because you hate firearms, you know, just because they give you the the weeby jeebies, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's ridiculous. These people should be prosecuted if they're doing that. They need to be arrested, and they need to be the ones that need to go to jail. I agree with you, you know, but there we we just we've got some really acidic people out there, you know, some really bad people out there that are willing to do anything to to uh, keep pushing their cause and make things worse. So. Right. You know, that's what right. that's what I worry about in that kind of stuff the most, because you don't really know what's going to happen. If you call the police, they show up. Some, uh, maybe the person has a dog. So now the cops have to deal with that dog. You know, all kinds of things can happen. They could put the dog down. Now that person's in there. They hear a gunshot go off. Someone put, the, you know, shot their dog. They go armed. I mean, you're really yeah. lighting, you know, you're, you're lighting a match on a powder keg. Exactly. Yeah. There's already enough tension out there with our police officers. You know, there's no sense going in and citing them with false alarms. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And again, if these people are doing that, uh, if somebody calls the cops on you and you know who it is, uh, you know, and you're lawfully carrying, I would turn them in. I would say, look, yeah, this I guy. Much we can, I don't know that there's a lot that we can do about it. 
You know, that's because this is the problem with having all these laws, right? There's so many laws and they know they've got laws out there that they can technically. But that's the thing. Nobody's breaking the law. They're just calling the police. Um, I feel threatened. Yeah. Just because I see a gun, you know, I don't know what this guy's intentions are. And of course the police have to respond because there's, you know, there's a gun involved. Right. So they're going to respond. They're going to come out. They're going to have to, you know, go up to the individual and say, okay, sir, uh, I've got a, you know, a complaint about you and your firearm. Uh, can you show me your permit, or do you have a permit? If it's a state that requires it, some states don't require permits. Mm-hmm. You know, and and then you know, just calmly, peacefully say, yes, here's my permit. Show them your permit, uh, and they'll be on their way. They'll say, you know, sorry to bother you. Have a nice day. Uh, just cooperate with them and move on. You know? uh, and 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 but, but you know, there's going to be hotheads out there that right. you know, that want to. Well, what are you picking on me for? You know, and yeah. then it's going to turn into a big aggravation, and then you know, it's going to make headline news, and you know somebody will get hurt from it. And it's, it's a waste of resources, I think, is the biggest thing because how are the how are these police officers going to respond to that? Are they sending one guy over there? Are they sending multiple people? You know, what state of alert are they going on when they go over there? And that's why I'm saying that the people that are making these false alarm calls. They, they obviously can track the numbers, you know, is they need to go to those people and, and at least have a serious talk with them and say, look, it is legal to own and carry a firearm, depending on where this, the area is. Now, you know, if you're in an area that it's not legal to, to carry or, own, you know, own a firearm and you see somebody out with a firearm, then that would probably be just cause for you to call the police. Mm-hmm. But Otherwise, in like our state, you can open carry in our state, and people do it all the time. I don't agree with open carry. You know, I don't see I don't see the need to paint a bullseye on your back, not only for criminals but for jack wagons like this. You okay. know, to cause to cause and incite more problems for us. Uh, so I don't open carry, but you can do it in our state. Yeah, and in some places, and, um, some places it may be a necessary way for you to protect yourself because you can't conceal carry. So, right. you know, I think if that's what you have to do, then that's what you have to do. I think you should protect. Uh, one of the, th- the the ultimate thing here is that we need to be responsible for protecting ourselves. We do have police officers. They have a job. Usually it's an administrative thing, that right. their job. Ultimately, you have to save yourself because once you're dead or whatever's happened, there's really not anything they can do about it. There's not. And But if you find yourself the victim of one of these bogus um alarm calls and you know you get confronted by the police just cooperate make sure you've got your permit on you or whatever you know you're supposed to have with you in whatever state you're at uh just so that you can quickly uh defuse the situation and move on yeah i think what they're hoping though is that um they're hoping that the police show up they know they're going to show up and there's going to be a lot of people that are able to do what they're doing but they hope they show up and then this mystical person that they think that's out there with all the guns and the ammo in the world, just waiting to start the next apocalypse or whatever, that they're going to show up and uh, find that guy and be able to do something. Right. About. Right. But I mean, that's the thing, unless it's, it's completely, and most criminals aren't going to advertise that they're carrying and you're never going to know that until they are ready to do, do their damage. Yeah. You know what? I bet I, I can, almost bet you that this does not happen a lot in the areas of the country that are infested with gangs. 
<laughs> you know, they're not swatting <laughs> gangs. You know, you want to swat someone, go ahead and swat the gangs, you know, and say, I yeah. know this crack house over here. They've got, you know, go that, where you know, all that's the, not going to happen. All the uh, illegal gun crimes happen, the majority of them, which are in the uh, highly regulated gun control states like Illinois up in Chicago. Yeah, New York. New York, New Jersey. Yeah. You know, those areas. Mm -hmm. You know, you see how well uh, very restrictive gun laws work. All that does is it takes the protection away from the law-abiding citizen. Well, that's like if um, if I had to come up with a jack wagon, which, uh, you know, if you know me, you know. Well, go ahead. While we're talking about it, let's. (laughs) But, I mean, let's be honest. Hank Strange is always unprepared, okay? That's just my thing. You know, I don't want to, you know, go away from but the But you're north. ready at a moment's notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I would, there's a there's a writer in New York called uh, Robert Spitzer, and uh, he says mm-hmm. that this, the, the, the guy that um, basically murdered these reporters on air, if, it, if he was in New York, he would have not been able to get a gun legally, you know? And so he's saying in a place like New York, this would have never happened. And what, uh, what does he mean he never would have gotten it legally? He would have never been able to get the, he says that this wouldn't have happened in New York or will, I guess from what he's saying, it will never happen because this because guy, shootings never happened in New York. Yeah. I guess what he's probably trying to say, I'm, you know, I'm just going to make up what he's trying to say. Go into his mind. Hey, I think Yeah, absolutely. I have the powers of Connor. You know, um, I think that he's trying to say that because it's Virginia where it's relatively easy in Virginia, to uh, purchase firearms, that's why that happened, and it would not have happened in New York, and I think that is not true. But the guy legally purchased the firearm. He passed the background check, yeah. everything. He would have been able to pass it. Out. Yes, he would have been able to pass it in New York, and they and there are people in New York that are able to uh, purchase firearms, uh, have them in their homes, and there's even some very, some very few people who have the ability you know, have the perm, the uh, concealed permit. So right. that's not really true. There's so many ways that if someone wants to be destructive, and if we're going to say like, okay, the only way a human being can be destructive is using a gun, which is fallacy. Mm-hmm. If the only way to do it is with a gun. There's so many ways. Um, I heard about this a couple of weeks ago. I'm not, I don't know whether or not you heard about this or talked about it, but there was a, in Washington, D.C., there was a woman that her, one of her boyfriends was a police officer, so she lures him over to the house with a promise of sex. And but she, I guess she found out he was cheating on her or something. So then she uh-huh. takes his gun from him and threatens him, and then shoots at him with his gun. Did you hear about this? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> and guess what? Guess who she works for? I give um, you a kajillion guesses. Bloomberg. No, she worked for the president in the White House. The president of the United States of America. Yes, of the Americas. Yeah, she worked for the White House. She worked for the. You I know, guess they've been trying to bury that story, then, huh? Yeah, it was a it was a young um, black woman because I, I don't believe in saying African American. I'm yeah. I think nonsense, but uh, yeah, it was a young black woman, and she's you know, not from Africa. Yeah, exactly. If she was actually born in Africa and came over here, then she well, be African. you know, Lola, Lola was citizenship. Born in Africa. Lola was born in Africa and doesn't consider herself African-American either. She just considers herself American or African descent, you know, directly, you know, obviously. She could have dual citizenship if she wanted. Yeah. Yeah, she could actually. So could I. 
Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're Caribbean. Yeah. You're like Billy Ocean's your uncle, right? But my only dual citizen, I do have dual citizenship <laughs> right now, and I'm American citizen, and then I'm a citizen of the pirate nation. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the pirate nation. I want to be a citizen of the pirate nation. <laughs> it's easy. I Don't like, worry about it. It's, yeah. I like all things pirate. I've got like, I've only got one good eye, too. I really need to wear a patch over this <laughs> one because I, I can't see out of it. Oh, really? So you should, yeah, you should be wearing an eye patch, man. What's wrong with you? I, I qualify. <laughs> so let's get back to our topic. So that's our jack wagon. Um, I think we were going somewhere else with that, but I lost track where we were headed. Well, what I was trying to say is that, you know, you can you can get guns in lots of different ways. And if you want to be destructive, you can be destructive in lots of different ways. So a, a criminal is going to... Whether it's a firearm, it's a bat, it's a knife, it's a gasoline can, a Molotov cocktail, uh, you know, whatever it may be, their vehicle. Yeah. You know, if they want to kill, terrorize, um, do harm to somebody, they will find a way to do it that's beyond the law. It's not going to be lawful because that's why they're criminals. Yeah. So, you know what I was going to say, man? Um, I, I think even you, you might not believe this, but I think even the whole mental illness thing is, uh, I don't know how to put it, is it a boondoggle? It's nonsense. And the reason why I say that, I'm not saying that there aren't people that very clearly have mental problems, but every single human being is a potential mental problem. So we're going to get into a minority report type of situation very easily here where Mm -hmm. they're going to pre make you crazy, you know, or, uh, you know, give well, I you think that if you, thing if you that. take anybody, any any one individual throughout their entire lifetime, there's probably been at least one instance uh, or one time in their life that, clinically speaking, they could have been classified as what's the word? Insane. They, they, yeah, they could be classified as um, not mentally well. Yeah. Well, what, what's the definition of that? Who creates the definition? So I think even that is something that we can get so lost in, and I don't want to do it because I think what will eventually happen is they'll start predicting who's going to go crazy and do something. And so a person who hasn't done anything, they're going to go, yeah, you can't have a gun because all this this data that we have yeah. from going through your Facebook and your Twitter and everything tells us you might do something. So You're on a path for a rampage. Yeah. You've yeah. got to go. you gotta, you got to do what Hillary Clinton says. you got to take a time out. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go sit in the corner and you gotta take a timeout for president. That's a timeout I want right there. Yeah, yeah, I want her to just completely be timed out from that. Yeah, I want but a timeout from all Clintons. But that gets us into into our uh, fact to fight the myth. We're kind of leading into that as well. So uh, Zeke, introduce our fact to fight the myth. SBI is proud to present the talking lead fact, fact to fight the, the myth. myth. All right, so you know we're talking about the mental health issues here and politics and things like that. And we've probably used this fact to fight the myth before, but I want to bring it up again. Is the the idea of the universal background check is going to be able to catch these mentally ill people more readily? Catch criminals. Um, even. Obama admitted in one of his speeches here recently that over 2 million people, uh, I guess in the past year, have been prevented from making illegal purchases from the system that we've got in place. Yeah. Over 2 million people. That's that's quite a bit. 
So what's yeah, he saying? That they've prevented 2 million deaths or 20 million deaths or whatever? I mean, that's just, I mean, what are you talking about, you know? Yeah, uh, well, that's just a stat that he threw out in one of his speeches is, you know, yeah. 2 million illegal purchases were prevented. Okay, that's a that's sounds to me like a win-win. Sounds like the background checks are probably working pretty good. So you hear this term universal background check. All that means is they're not doing any more in-depth uh, background checking of individuals. You know, they're not going one step further, uh, which I don't know how any, what they can really do to go any further. Mm-hmm. All that, all that is, and we talked about this on the show a few shows shows back about the gun show loophole. You know, what is this gun show loophole? They just say loophole. They never say what it is. So what they want well, is what, go ahead. What they want, yeah, what they want, what they're what they're trying to get is they're trying to do away with. As it stands right now, if I wanted to sell a gun to, I'm in Tennessee, state of Tennessee, to another Tennessean, Mm -hmm. then I can do that without having to run a background check. Now, you know, I run the risk of if this gun is registered to me and I sell it to a criminal and that guy uses it in a crime, then that can come back to me. So So guns are registered there? Yeah, you you have to register guns. Yeah, all guns have serial numbers on them. Oh, okay, but there's not an actual... Uh, registration process and all that in Tennessee. No, it's just when you go to buy the gun, it's registered in your name. Okay. They do the background check and you are the owner of that gun with that serial number. That's the way it is everywhere. Right. Yes. So in the store or the record. So from, so from the manufacturer to the store, right? Yes. So I was saying that if I decide that I want to go buy that gun, I buy it in a store. And then two weeks later, I decide that, you know, I don't want this gun anymore. John over here's got a gun that I want. I'm going to trade John my gun for his gun. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, background checks aren't. You don't have to do that now. It's not yeah. you know, a law. It's not required. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, what I was saying was, I would be I would be stupid as an individual if I didn't get some some sort of an assurance. You know, where I get a, a driver's license or he show me a concealed carry uh, permit. Or like I you know some, the person or something. You, you personally know the person. You do some sort of a bill of sale uh, between the two individuals, um, but you don't have to. It's not law right now. So what the universal background checks is saying is that even those transactions are going to require that now. That's the gun show loophole. That well, because how else are you gonna how else are you gonna monitor this? Because what you're doing is just making a law saying that hey, if you sell a gun to someone. You know, if in your state you can sell a gun to another person, you know, like you're saying here in Florida, I could do that. I could sell a gun to another Florida resident. I just have to know that they're a Florida resident. Okay, so if I can do that, I should be doing a background check when I do it if they put that into effect. Well, how do they know that happened? How do they know when it happened? The well, only that's, that's their point. Their point is they don't know that that happened and they want to control that. Well, how are they going to know? How, what's good, you know? What is because I mean, if if a gun shows up in a, it, here's how that's going to happen is if a gun shows up in a crime and it's registered to me and they come back to me and John Jones has it over here, yeah, they're going to try. Eventually, it's registered in my name. Okay, mm-hmm. so if if every gun sale has to have a background check now, then every gun's going to go through an FFL. Every gun when it's new owner takes possession of it is going to be uh, is going to be tied to that gun, that serial number. Yeah, but what about all the old guns? The, I don't know, 150, 170, 200 million, I don't 200, know. 200 million that they say grows every day. How many 
yeah. guns are floating out there. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There's no, there's no way that they can can do that. Well, the only way that they could do that is by making us all micro FFLs, right? Where we all have to now, we have to keep track of every gun that we own, every gun we ever owned, and then the, the ownership of every gun from now on. It goes to the registration, and they would be able to, at that point, if you know, track every gun that's available. And when they came to take your guns, they would know exactly who's got them. Just like now, when you go and buy one in an FFL, it's registered in your name. Yeah, de facto. It's not an actual official official registration, but we know there's some kind of something flowing out there. But like you said, where so this is their way to, to try and and close that discrepancy, I guess. I don't know what word I want to use. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all nonsense, man. I'm against all of that crap. That's where I come down on it. It's all nonsense. It's all crap. It, if anything, yeah. we should all have guns. So that's that's, that's the not, thing. That's, that's not gonna save, a gun does not save you. Just like a gun, a gun on its own doesn't kill a person. Just, so a gun on its own cannot save you. You know, if the gun is on the is in the safe and uh, someone breaks in your house, that gun's not gonna go. Oh, let me jump out here and you know go save my master. It's not gonna un- undo the the combo and jump out and load itself yeah. and yeah. So, but we, we, I think we should all have guns who want to, because I also don't believe that we should force people to, to have things that they don't want, just like I don't want people to force me no. to stuff I don't want to do. So no. They're yeah, not, all they're not for everyone. Gun, guns aren't for everyone. You know, everyone is of, of a different maturity level, uh, different comfortable, you know, comfortability level. And just because you're not comfortable with it doesn't mean that because I am responsible, very responsible, and I teach, preach, and promote responsible gun ownership, then uh, that doesn't give you the right to yeah. uh, try to take that away from me. I, and whereas it doesn't give me the right to try to push my ownership on you that you should, you know, you should be owning, owning a gun. If you're not, if you're not of the mindset of, of owning and, and using a gun and all the responsibilities that come with that, then don't do it. Yeah. You shouldn't do it. You know, yeah. I'm all for you not doing it. I'd much rather you not do it. I agree with you on that. At the same time, I just to uh, bring it up another point, I think that guns are not for everyone until that particular person gets into trouble and they need it. So you can have a person who feels like they're afraid of guns or they wouldn't be responsible or do anything with it or they just don't believe in, in having guns. But the minute someone's kicking in their door and it's them or them and their family that they have to save, I think in that moment they'll use anything that they possibly could. Well, those are the Hank, those are the people that will use 911 and rely on 911 to save their lives. When seconds matter, the police will be there in minutes. Yeah. You know, you know unfortunately, you know that's that's the mindset of these people. But there are other there are other ways for them to defend themselves if they're not com- comfortable with a gun. You know, there's other means that they can seek out, you know, to to help them do that. And they can still defend themselves, um, you know, in a successful manner. Agreed. I, I agree with that. You know, I think it's probably the most convenient way or the way that doesn't discriminate because you can have an old lady, you know, there's, mm-hmm. everyone can use a gun. So, you know, you can say you, you can defend yourself with your fists, but there's always someone that could kick your ass. Well, absolutely. But so. you, again, it's, you know, at what level you want to be, you don't want to be on the same level. You don't want to be on a level playing field with somebody who's trying to harm you. You want to be a field above them yeah. always. Can you imagine yeah, the so, world? 
I mean, do you it's ever, like bringing a knife to a gunfight, you know, but yeah. some, some people are that mindset, well, but they're, do you ever think about this? Can you imagine the world if we rewound back to, I mean, it, we would have to go back hundreds of years, but if we go back to the time when people did not have, yeah. Or so, so, I mean, I think all, you know, people might've always had clubs or knives. I, I think you had to have a certain people amount of have been killing each other since the beginning of time. It started yeah. with rocks, Cain and Abel. Yeah. Now here's Cain the thing. killed his brother Abel with a rock. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. We had a time. I guess is that is that how he killed him? I don't know. He killed him though. Uh, yeah, I believe. And so. it wasn't a gun, right? But we had a time where you had to be very wealthy to have certain things. So first of all, to have armor, you know, only certain people had the armor, and then only certain people had were able to afford certain weapons. So we're talking about you know swords and uh, even bows and arrows to a certain level. You had to. That was some kind of wealth that you had to have that. So you had very few people that had these things and can go around just bullying everyone else. And we, we have that to some extent in our society today. We have a government where they, they, you know, they can have all the bodyguards and the police and the Secret Service and everything that protects them. They can have planes and rockets and all kinds of stuff. Health care. They can have health care. <laughs> However, we do have a little bit. We have, you know, I think that firearms specifically is one of those things where you have this little bit of ability to, to defend yourself. You know, I'm not, I don't, I, I don't think that it's everything when people say, Oh, so dude, would you want a tank or, you know, a fighter jet? You know what I'd say? Hell yeah. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. And I, I think, I think that we should be legally allowed to own tanks and fighter jets and all that stuff. Yeah. But, but again, you know, there's, there's ways and means that can be put in place for somebody to qualify for that. Yeah. I think ultimately it's a question of security. So now do I think everybody should have a nuclear weapon? No. A nuclear bomb? No. I don't think anybody should have one of those. I don't think even the government should have one of those. I, if I could afford one, I'd buy one. A nuclear bomb? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. buy some rockets, whatever. Listen, it's, <laughs> I, I remember seeing uh, John Kerry talking about uh, Iran and, you know, we've got to let them have nuclear weapons. You know, they want to defend themselves. If we don't do something, make some kind of deal with them, they're going to do it anyway because they have to defend themselves. And it cracks me up because that's the same thing for us. They have to defend themselves. Yeah, I, I, we have to defend ourselves also. So my thing is the reality of the world that we live in, all that stuff already exists. And there's a whole bunch of people who can point it at us. So, yes, do I think it's a terrible thing? Sure. But, you know, it, it exists in the world. And just as much as it brings bad things into the world, it brings good things into the world, you know? So we just have to, li to live with it. And if I could afford to be the guy who, um, who had his, you know, finger on the button or whatever, yeah, I want to be that guy too. That's why Iran wants to be that guy. That's why, you know. No, Iran, Iran wants to be that guy is so they can blow up the, uh, Israel. Mm -hmm. they, they've plainly stated that that that's what they're going to do when they get their nuclear bombs is they're going to they're going to attack Israel. Well, that's why. So that's the thing. Once the genie is out of the bottle, then we all should have it. But it just comes down to what can you afford to have. So us, yeah. most and of I, us, I agree. I agree with what you're saying, and <laughs> and that's the way it has been historically. It's been the the elite people have always had you know the the higher Higher quality, had more firepower. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more protection. They've got soldiers and everyone that defends them. What do we have? Right. Because 
You see, one day all of this can turn on us. Like right now we're living in a world where people want to be free to follow whatever sexual beliefs they have and, and all of that. And, and I, you know, I believe in that. I'm all for that. But what happens when we live in the world where someone goes, well, you're straight and we don't want you can't be straight anymore because everyone has to be this. Mm-hmm. You know, what happens that day? What do I do? How do I defend myself against that? You know, the same um, way, the same way that they defending themselves. Exactly. You know, what happens the day when someone says, well, you, you can't have to get anymore. You have there's strength in numbers and you have to have enough people mm-hmm. you know, to to be able to back a certain belief uh, in order for it to have any legitimate legitimacy. Yeah. You have to be you have to be able to fight for everything that you want. That's just yeah. the reality. You of have the- to be, and that's the key. You have to be willing to fight for what you want. Yeah, yeah. Everything that it takes, it, it comes with a responsibility. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Sorry, it's Stanley. Yeah, it's cliche. It's, it's true. Cliche. That was our fact to fight the myth. SDI's 32 semester credit hour certificate program in gunsmithing and 60 credit hour associate of science and firearms technology degree program can work hand in hand and are the most complete training programs of their kind. SDI strives to give you the best quantity and quality of professional gunsmithing information and tools. These programs are perfect for students interested in careers in the firearms industry or for those who are interested in owning their own gunsmithing business. Our programs are delivered via distance learning, which allows our students to maintain full-time jobs, families, military service, and more while working towards their degree or certificate. The Sonoran Desert Institute mission is adding value to our students' lives by providing innovative, relevant, and applicable workplace-driven education through distance-delivered instructions. Visit them at sdi.edu. So let's continue on a little bit with what we were talking about there, Hank. Uh, needed to wrap up the fact to fight the myth there, but um, okay. I mean, I understand where you're going with this and what you're saying, and you, you bring up a good point. It's like you're saying, it's kind of cyclical kind of thing. It's like, all right, the majority of the people are this right now, but you've got this small group, but that small group is slowly growing momentum and it's coming up and they are, you know, they eventually probably will become the majority. And that, that, that were the majority before, you know, are becoming the minority now. Yeah. We, that's why we have to, uh, we have to keep educating our kids and people around us. That's the last thing we want to have happen. Um, we don't want to be in such a bad minority that we get stamped out altogether. So it's like that movie, um, idiocracy. Have you seen that? Yes, one of my favorite movies. I watch it at least once a year to remind so, me. So I mean, that's exact as as ludicrous as it seems. That's exactly what happens in this situation: is that people of a like mind get overtaken by other people, and that way of thinking changes. Unless you teach, preach, uh, live, breathe, drink your beliefs and pass it on, then it's eventually going to die. And it's yeah. going to change and it's going to move to something else. The way they take over the world, progressivism basically believes that they don't have to do it all today. They can do it over time. They can do it in 10, 20, 50 years, 100 years. They can change everything. And it's, you know, the, mm-hmm. there's something to that. There is. There is. I mean, change is inevitable. Mm-hmm. What is today, what it changes to tomorrow is up to you now. Right. I also you, think you, I also think things are cyclical. You know, we believe that because 
World War II and all the terrible things that happened back then is so many years ago, you know, 50, 60 years ago that that's never going to happen again because we're so much enlightened now. Mm. But um, I think history is cyclical and we're going to wind up back in those positions and we're going to need to fight in order to maintain something, in order to maintain. uh, It's already been proven that our our home turf has been invaded, you know, and that's the main reason for us to be the second amendment exists is, is to protect ourselves from a tyrannical government, both foreign and domestic. Yeah. You know, we've got the foreign element coming in nowadays. Yeah. It's, it's a dangerous thing, man. I, I think it's a dangerous thing. I think the make it, trying to make the world all one place is really dangerous. And I think America is one of the last bastions left out there right now. Yeah. Everyone wasn't made to be all together. You know, mm-hmm. that's why we have boundaries and oceans and different continents. And, you know, cause some people just, their cultures are so different that they can't get along. Yeah. Or even that's why we have different States. I grew up in New York and I don't live in New York. I don't even like visiting New York. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I, I don't think that you're safe anywhere, but I felt the safest and the most comfortable where I live here in Florida, I feel safe when I go to places like, uh, you know, Arizona, when I go to places that are pro gun, Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee, you know, I still feel comfortable when I'm in Virginia, places like that, you know, especially the fact that my CCW reciprocates all these states and I can go there and defend myself and not have to worry about, you know, if I, if I get pulled over or something like that, that I'll get locked up because I'm trying to protect myself. I grew up in New York. And there's a lot of guns there, and people have every kind of gun you can imagine, no matter what laws they make, and it was scary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's scary. And you have this thing where the wealthy people can have guns, and if you're a cop, you can have guns. But if you're a hard – and the criminals have guns, obviously, because they don't give – they don't care what the laws are. Right. And the people in the middle that are hardworking and just want to live a good life and be productive and creative suffer and – it's yeah. a prison mentality. That's how I felt growing up in New York City. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, I had the freedom and I could walk. I, I I walked away from a lot of things, including my family, to leave New York. And it's tough. You know, I miss my family. And then there's some things I miss about New York, like being able to go to all these shows and having, you know, different restaurants and things like that around there. Yeah, absolutely. I miss that. But I can live with it because I would rather not live there. I would rather be somewhere like this where... I'm responsible for my safety. Yeah. All right, guys. So last week I didn't have a trivia question, um, but I did have one the week before last with Keltech Chad, and I announced the winner on last week's show, but I still haven't heard from the winner. So I'm going to give the winner, and I'm not going to say who your name is, because if you haven't listened to last week's show, you're going to have to go back and listen to last last week's show to see if you're the winner or not uh, to contact me. So you get one more uh, week to uh, claim the Keltec, the Keltec swag package from Chad. Uh, and if I don't hear from you, then it's going to go to the runner up, go to the next guy and I'll contact whoever that is. But this week's question is going to be related to one of Hank Strange's video on the full 30. And tell us, tell us what full 30 is. Um, Hank, I don't think my, my listeners, I'm sure a lot of them are, but uh, fill us in on what full 30 is. Full 30 is a media platform specifically for gun people. So it's, you could relate it to something like YouTube. The difference is, is that YouTube is very anti-gun. They don't take advertising from 
the firearms industry. I think the only people that have, that they take advertising from is the NRA. So it makes it very difficult for those of us who produce a lot of content and put it on YouTube to actually, people think you get a lot of money, you know, because there's all these commercials and everything running on there and you don't. Right. And uh, Full 30 is to that. <laughs> exactly. So Full 30 is a platform that's for gun people. And right now everyone can't go there and put up content, but everyone can go there and watch the content. The, the people who are providing the content have been invited at this time because it's a new platform and they're building it out. But they do accept uh, they do accept advertising from the firearms industry. So there's you know, it's what happens is a lot of people. So, hey, our listeners are asking, why is it talking lead on there? Well, because everyone's not on there. There's just a few <laughs> awesome people. I'm just, so I'm just, just, and just, just a few awesome people. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it takes money to run these kinds of things. So it's really just um, like uh, you've got Rock Veteran on there, Military Arms Channel, Forgotten Weapons, uh, Mr. Guns and Gear, you know, so many guys, man. I'm going to I'm going to leave people out. You know, Twang and Bang is on there. And then myself, Hank Strange, uh, yeah. Larry Vickers is on there. OK. Yeah. Okay. So, I get the point. I get the point. I'm not cool enough. So go ahead. Yeah, you're not. You haven't quite like risen up to that level of coolness. Hopefully, some of my coolness will rub off. Well, that's why I got you on the show. You know, I'm just trying to trying to get some of it to rub off. Yeah, I might even go mohawk. I mean, if I got to go mohawk to get on there, I might do that. I don't know. That would be awesome. (laughs) Be awesome. So the thing is, is that it's it's for gun. It's for the gun guys. So what happens is everyone who's on there contributing content, or most of the guys put their content up there for a few days before it actually goes to YouTube. So if you want to see stuff before it hits YouTube, if I make a video today that's gun related, uh-huh. it'll go on full 30 first. And then a few days later, it'll get on YouTube. Now is it, it's free, right? People can go there. They just subscribe or set up an account like YouTube. Yeah, you can follow, yes. You can follow people like on YouTube. You can't post videos, but right. you, can, you can watch the videos and comment and talk to us. You can it's set absolutely- up an account and you can put your favorite shows there, right? Yes, absolutely. You can follow your favorite people and it doesn't cost you anything. There is advertising. I, I you know, I think if you want to support the, the gun guys that are on there, including myself, and you want to support the platform, I say, you know, look at the I know people don't like advertising, but these are firearms companies. that It's that, cool advertising stuff that obviously you're watching a gun video yeah. and you want to see related advertising. You don't want to see a freaking banana commercial or yeah. a um I don't know. I've seen some crazy commercials on YouTube. This like, you know, this has nothing to do with me or what I, you know, would ever purchase. Yeah. I I support it because I think that, I think it's going to be tough to ever beat out YouTube. But for us, you know, gun people, we're like one of the most persecuted people right now on the face of the planet. Well, you know what, you know, it's great that they're providing a platform like this because what we can do as a gun community uh, is, you know, we can say, fuck you, YouTube, you're not getting any of my content anymore. I'm taking all my stuff, and it's going to be posted over here at full 30 now. So, yeah. you know, good luck with getting our demographic back. Right. Or if they decide which is more likely to happen, one day they're going to come along and go, you know what, you guys can't post this stuff here anymore, you know? Yeah. So that will also be terrible. I don't think that we'll completely move away from YouTube or whatever, just because, I mean, there's so many other things that are on YouTube. But, yes, you know, I know they're very anti a lot of these people are very anti-gun, and they—I think they just don't do it right now because yeah. freedom of 
speech. They don't want to mess with that. But if they get some laws, like some of the stuff that we've seen floating around out there, it's going to give them the impetus to go, yeah, we're not going to let you put that content here anymore. Or you'll yeah. have to make it where people have to pay to see that. Well, you know, and, that, and that's fine. If YouTube wants to do that, it, you know, it's a privately owned company. And if that's the way they feel, then, then they should be able to do that. You know, this is America. It's a free country. And if they don't want that on their channel, you know, they, they shouldn't allow it. But that allow you know somebody else to create something like Full 30 to where people who want that content uh, can go there instead. Yeah. That's the beauty of free enterprise, man. Um, exactly. Anyone can go out there and create these things. Where there's a, a need, you know, where there's a demand. Yeah, oh. fill it. Exactly. Necessity is the mother of invention. So that's why I support it. It's actually, um, you know, one of the backers, one of the people behind Full 30 is Mac from Military Arms Channel, Mm -hmm. also known as Tim Harmson. Yeah. Uh, So he's one of the guys behind that. He's been very supportive of me, man. I met him when I was like, I think, I don't think I was even 300 subscribers. (laughs) No, he's been very supportive of Talking Lead also. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. guy. Yeah. But let's get to uh, our trivia. So enough about Full 30. So you guys go go to Full 30, subscribe to Hank, Hank Strange, and you're going to have to do this in order to uh, win the trivia question. So you got to go to the Full 30, and it's www.full30.com, and then just search Hank Strange, and you'll find him. But there's a video he's got, and it's the Bond Arms Derringer with his beautiful wife, Lola Strange. Yeah, it's all Lola. And, you don't see my ugly mug in that video. Yeah, so it, it's going to be pleasing to your eyes. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be educational to your brain. Hank, tell them what the question is this week. The question is, what is Lola's favorite caliber in that video? Okay, there you go. So pretty pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Uh, in addition, uh, lead heads, like you have to do with all the other trivia questions, you also have to go to Hank Strange's Facebook page, and you have to like his Facebook page as well. But you have to subscribe to his channel uh, on Full 30. And you can keep up with the subscriptions, right? So you know who subscribes to your channel? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so we can verify whether you've subscribed or not. Uh, And the winner is going to get a very cool Hank Strange swag bag that the beautiful Lola Strange will put together. It will be a variety of Hank Strange-related items and some of their sponsor-related items, right? Yeah, absolutely. Lola will put something together. Anyone who follows the Hank Strange situation knows that Lola is in charge of all that. Yeah, she's so, she's the boss. Yeah. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, Leadhead. So that brings us to the end of another episode of Talking Lead. Uh, Hank, tell our listeners where all they can get in touch with you at. Where can they find Hank Strange other than YouTube and the Full 30. Uh, We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. All your favorite things all under Hank Strange. Hank Strange. You someone else pretending to be Hank Strange, tell them, get off there. Tell them the pirate will come take their booty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, have you got any any cool events that that are coming up that you're going to be attending? Um, not that I could think of right now. I'm always running around doing stuff and have all kinds of different fires in the works and yeah, make yeah. videos and stuff. So just stay tuned. Any, any cool videos that you can talk about that you're working on? Well, we're, we're working on that Spikes Tactical, my uh, pistol build. So look out for that. That's what's coming up pretty soon. Spikes Tactical pistol build. And anyone who's interested in the new Spikes Tactical Crusader, we did a cool video uh, behind the scenes at the factory showing them putting that together. 
All right, cool. So make sure you guys check out Hank Strange and be sure to get in on that trivia question. I want to mention this group of people, and I forgot to mention this last show that I met up in Kentucky when I was at the three gun competition. Uh, and it's the uh, Mission 22 organization. And what these guys do is, I don't, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but every day, this is an average, 22 veterans commit suicide. And this organization um, has been organized to help, to obviously, eliminate that number. But these guys were uh, former military guys. It's Mike Keisel. I'm going to say their names wrong. Mike Keisel, Magnus Johnson, Tom Spooner. Um, but it's a collaboration between Elder Heart. That's the main organization. It's a veteran nonprofit organization and global advertising agency. And these guys were Delta Force, Special Forces uh, operators. Um, but because of their personal battles with PTSD and TBI, they have made it their mission to raise awareness, enlist support, and end veteran suicide in America. So go to Mission 22, and it's uh, just www.mission22.com, and uh, check into that and see if that's an organization that you guys can get behind. I know Talking Lead is behind it 100% now, and uh, I'm working on getting those guys on the show, so um, that's going to be, uh, be a treat to have them on. Hank, thanks for being on, buddy. Uh, appreciate it. Now, you know, we, we talked about you coming back. You think you might be able to make it back next week? Yeah, man. You want me back. Hell, hell's yeah, man. I got to get that club back. Punishment, man. If you want to be, if you <laughs> want, you know, if you want the punishment, I will come back and dole it out to you. Absolutely, man. It's been a, it's been a blast today. I appreciate it. I've not had this much fun in a while. I always enjoy talking and hanging out with you, man. You're a good guy. Well, you know, at least somebody thinks that. I've got you fooled. <laughs> yeah, you're my buddy. You're my buddy. And a big thanks to our sponsors at ICE Training, icetraining.us. ICE stands for Integrity, Consistency, and Efficiency, the hallmarks of the programs, courses, and services provided by the company. ICE Training is a full-service company offering training to armed professionals and those interested in self-defense. ICE is owned and operated by Rob Pincus, the developer of the Combat Focus Shooting Program and the Professional Defense Video DVD series. ICE offers training in firearms, tactics, and unarmed defense, as well as consulting services for range operations, instructor development, and training program management. ICETraining.us And as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And keep living the lifestyles of the locked and loaded. Right on, brother. I don't even. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm shutting up. No, no, no. You go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wise guy.